Hey friend, I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. So today on the show, I have my friend Maggie Frank Shu, and she's an email marketing strategist and copywriter who works specifically with moms. She helps them to reclaim their identities after having children, and she helps them to do that through building their online businesses. Now, Maggie's actually worked with me on a fabulous email mini course that I've gotten an amazing response from. So I reached out to Maggie and said, you've got to come on the podcast and share all of your email marketing genius because it's working really well for me. And I want to just share her with all of you as well. So welcome to the show, Maggie. Thank you. What an awesome introduction. Thank you so much. Sure. So yeah, I'd love to just start with what you did for the email mini course you created for me and why it's working so well. Why do I get such a great response back from the subscribers to that mini course? Okay, sure. So it kind of came up organically. I did it once with one client. It worked really well. I did that for a totally different business. It was an online business that sells an online product, but those are the only things that you and this other business have in common. So what it was is the opt-in itself was a mini course, right? So a lot of times if you're an online business owner, you're creating an opt-in and a freebie, like people call it different things, but the freebie, right, might be a PDF or it might be a video or something like that. And people feel like it has to be an actual tangible, you know, file, right? That you give people in exchange for getting their email address. But we bypass that by just creating a course, a mini course. We call it a mini course because it is a mini course, but it's actually an email series. So when people sign up for the mini course, you make it really clear that the mini course will be delivered by email. It's totally free. And then people will be getting a series of emails from you that teaches something. Now, what that something is, I think probably one of the reasons it's working so well for you is that I usually have a discussion or always have a discussion with my clients where I ask, you know, when people start realizing they need help, kind of in the realm of things that you do, what's the burning problem that they have, right? And you may go through this. It's not like I made this exercise up. You may go through this exercise and come up with a PDF checklist or a video or whatever, but you have to go through this exercise. So you have to say to yourself, what do people really struggle with when they're going like, I don't know if I can do this or what I'm doing isn't working or they just start having that itch. What you really want to do when you ask that question is you want to think about people who aren't at the point of necessarily going like, I need to buy a $97 course or a, you know, I need to buy something, but they're just like bugged and they're, they're looking around. They're like, this just doesn't seem like this is the best way to do this anymore. And so for you, we did that and we said it was something like time or consistency, right? With posting to social media. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I think it was basically like, let's take the stress out of social media. My audience has turned it into this like overwhelming kind of not fun task Mm -hmm. on their to-do list every day. And we wanted to just help them to take action and see some quick wins with social 
social media. That's exactly right. You want to think of something that at the end of whether you do a PDF, a video or the course like we did, and I'll talk in a second about why the course was such a good option for you, but that you want to have them come away. If they do what you say in there, they actually get something for free. So something happens in their business or their life that makes it better. And so I'm all about, you know, really delivering free value for real, not fake free value, like actual <laughs> thing that was totally free and improved their lives in some way. Because there are lots of reasons. I guess I don't want to preach and like a lot of people talk about this, but the one thing I will say about it is there's so many people running online businesses because there's no overhead. All you have in your online business, really, especially when you're just starting out, is your laptop and your phone. <laughs> and that's it. And the internet. And so there's no reason to trust you. And I think like this really doesn't sink in for people. Like a lot of people like a big name like Gary Vaynerchuk is teaching like you give free value because you want to ask them to buy something from you eventually. So sure, that's one good reason. But another good reason is like you are just a two-dimensional face. Like they have no way to know that you are not a Nigerian prince, you know? <laughs> and so that's why like it's really important to have like honestly something that they, the right client for you would actually feel helped by this, feel like their life improved or something in their life in terms of their business improved. So I think that's the feedback that you're receiving because you really focused on that and almost like a closed loop. Although we do then offer at the end, we still do say like, if you want more help like this, I sell this and this. And I think that's not just cool, but it's totally authentic. It's totally okay to say I sell. Right. I have things that, you know, this is my business. Mm -hmm. But to start with offering like an actual real thing that they that improves their lives, I think is really important. So you can do that with a PDF checklist, right? But when you're thinking about whether you want to do something like a mini course or you want to do something else, you just, one thing you heard when Bethann was describing like what we did is she has a really keen understanding of who's following her and what they're doing. <laughs> what's bothering them, what's stopping them, what they really like doing, what they really don't like doing. And so if you have that, then you will know whether your audience wants a checklist or wants something else. And how you get that is honestly talking to them. So before you even do the mini course, I think we did formal like surveys. And I think I got on the phone with a couple of your customers. Even if you don't want to do that, you should do it. You should be on the phone with your customers. <laughs> but if you don't want to do it, you know, being in Facebook groups where they hang out and listening, to the questions that they ask, the reasons that they almost give up. You know, if you're dealing with someone who's in business, you know, or in parenting or, you know, I think at first we were all in Facebook groups because we wanted ourselves to be seen. You know, I would hang and I still do hang out in Facebook groups just because I want people to know who I am. I want them to think of me when they think about email or they have trouble with email. But I also just want to listen without taking any action. Like <laughs> it's like a dream. Like if you're procrastinating, go do this because this is slightly more useful than just looking at your Facebook feed. Go to the groups and just listen. Yeah. Like what? It comes up over and over and over. You know, you see it today, you'll see it next week. And there's 50 comments under it each time. Like there are questions like that that are just burning buttons, <laughs> burning buttons, burning something. And those are kind of a great place to start understanding these pain points. And then you can think about what's the best format to address. A lot of people started doing videos as their freebies and they'll go like, oh yeah, video, video. I love, you know, video is great. And it's like, 
if you have an audience that can't ever turn up the volume on their phone, <laughs> it's going to be hard to connect, even if you put captions in the video. So for example, people who are, who can't ever look at their phone, you know, there's people who can't turn up the volume. They are teachers and they work at school all day and they barely, you know, they need to read it or whatever. I don't know. That's a random example. Right. Or I mean, even moms, a mom who's like up in the middle of the night with her baby right. and she's just, yeah, like, I mean, that used to be me. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Or even... Even a mom who's like, okay, I want to try to get some help on whatever my burning issue is. But like, if I turn up the volume, then my toddler is all over yes, my phone. That's absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Those are really good examples. So that's why a course can be helpful. The other reason I wanted to do a course with you is when you do the email course, I mean, you do the course and it's a series of emails, you can see what the drop-off rate is in opens, right? Mm -hmm. So if you do a freebie as an email opt-in and the first First email delivers the PDF, the drop-off's going to be like off a cliff, right? 75% of people are going to open the first email because they want that free thing that, you know, you put in the subject line, here's your free ebook or whatever to use a really old school example. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with ebooks. But anyway, but do they open the second email? Do yeah. they open any of the emails after? Why should they? They got what they wanted, right? So a free mini course is a great way to keep people opening your emails. So what we did, or I think we did because I always do, is I put in the subject line, I always put like in brackets, you know, mini course, yeah. lesson one, mini course lesson, or something like that. So they know it's part of a series. Right. These are really simple ways to get people to look out for your next email. So that's what I'm all about. That's what I'm trying to build. And that's what I build with clients that I work with over the long term. I want to build something where there's a whole shift in the way their audience sees their emails. The best case scenario, right, would be their audience is excited to get an email from them because they have have had such good experiences with opening their emails in the past. So that can start from this mini course from the very first series where you're delivering this free thing. It's really valuable and you're not asking for anything. You're not even hinting at it. I mean, maybe you link to a very relevant thing that you sell once, but it's really freeing for if you're writing these emails too, because you're really not worrying about selling anything. You're not worrying about like, you know, selling, but I don't want to sound sleazy, but I do want to talk about it, but I don't want to turn them off. It's just like, turn all that off, <laughs> turn all that off and set it to one side for three emails and just teach them something. Just be, you know, sit in your zone of genius and show us what you can do. Sometimes I, so I work in different ways with, depends on what the client kind of wants to do, but yeah, usually it's coming from the client. Like I got a lot of materials from you and I just kind of formed them. But sometimes the client will write it themselves and it's really freeing for them because they're not trying to write like a Facebook ad. Yeah. So my points were pick something where at the end they actually learn something real. So if they follow your process, life gets a little bit better. I usually keep it to three emails. In this subject line of each email, make sure you cite that in brackets, mini lesson one, mini lesson two, so that people know it's part of a series. And then you assign homework at the end of each email so that it's really breaking down into steps what they need to do. So this is another way that these mini courses are different from your standard PDF opt-in. Like PDF opt-ins are often like really broad and shallow. It's like, so first you, you know, build the business and then you hire a lawyer. And then, I don't know, they're just like, really, I'm just like making up random yeah. things. And, you're, and you kind of read them and you go like, okay, well how do I do any of that? Right. Yeah. And then supposedly the point is to then, you know, you love this person so much that you're like, well, I want Ruby D to teach me how to do this. And I guess I'll pay her, you know, but that doesn't really work. Most of the time people just kind of feel like 
you know, a schmuck. Like you like get that and then you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. I guess, uh, I guess I'll go look at Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They open it up. They're like, "Mm, okay. And then they're just on to the next thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're really not encouraging that because when you do something broad and shallow, you're not encouraging them to engage. Even if you have like more blog posts and stuff that explain how to do things, you're not really encouraging them to, to dig into your content. And I think people do this because they want to show that they know how to do everything, like the business owner on their side when they write a PDF like that. And it just backfires because it's too much. Or if they get into the details on each thing, it becomes overwhelming. So what I like about the mini courses, you pick something really narrow, like as narrow as you can and teach the heck out of it. So there should be an assignment at the end of every email, even though they're only going to get one big result. Like I think our assignments were like listening to your audience was one, but every day we tell them to go away and go do something. Yeah. It's almost like a five-day challenge in that way. If people are familiar with that, that's another opt-in. It's very similar to this. It's just like more of a campaign but you just want to have like real things for them to do each day. And then the next day in the second email, I would go like, oh, yesterday I said, go do blah, blah, blah. Did you do it? What happened? When I do it, I realize blah, blah, blah. And then you like kind of lean, you know, that leads you into lesson two so that everything really flows because it's really like you have to do this first. Okay. Now that you've done that, the next thing you are able to go do is this. Yeah. So back to my point about, so narrow and deep, if you can teach something really well, just one thing that is way more compelling as you've seen because people have been writing to you. Yeah. Well, what you said about having the assignments and then in every email, you tell people like, write me back and tell me if you did it. Right. And like, I am amazed at how many people write me back and tell me like, oh, I I posted. I posted on social media today because like that's one of the assignments, but you have this whole method for how they can post in a way that's not stressful. And they're so proud and they tell me how long it took them because that was another thing. You don't have to spend 30 minutes or an hour crafting this perfect post. Here's how you can do it much more easily. And so they'll write back and be like, it only took me five minutes or I posted, it only took me 10 minutes. And they're so excited and so proud. That's great. Yeah. And it's funny because people will like, recently somebody told me that that's played out to be like, oh, write me back. Again, it really just depends on your audience. And I think the way we do it, the way that we did it in the emails was, I really want to know. I'm not just going like hit reply because the algorithm or something, you know, like I just really want to know if you did it, like how did it go? And the way to make that connection authentic is to say something like, I read them and Mm -hmm. it helps me know if this mini course is actually working. Because like the worst thing to do is create a mini course and it's bad or there's something wrong with it that everyone hits a stopping point and then you don't know. Like you want people to come back to you. Obviously, you're getting a lot of positive feedback, but even if people might, you know, say something like, well, you know, you make it sound really easy and it's not that easy because of X. And then if you can hear that like non-defensively and be like, she's right, you know, maybe I'll add a paragraph in talking about how to overcome X, you know, how to overcome like whatever, like the obstacle might be. So you have to be able to get that feedback. If you don't get it, then you won't know. So that's another thing, like just in general with clients and the students in my program is when they start emailing regularly, they usually get negative feedback. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they get something. And I always say like, if you're not getting anything, that means no one really cares. 
like, obviously if somebody's just trolling you, that's one thing, but if people write you back and they're like a little annoyed or they unsubscribe or they, you know, that's okay. You want people to start actually paying attention. That's true. Because nobody's going to take action if they're not paying attention first. Yeah. Like nobody's going to buy anything. So if you're so blah that you don't get any response, then that's kind of the worst thing. That's way worse than the negative feedback. It is. And it's just, I don't like to give that advice too freely because I think people, especially on social media and all over the internet, people are attempting to be provocative to get attention or trolling or just, you know, there's a lot of women, a lot of moms who are, and let me be careful how I talk about this, but (laughs) who are pouring their hearts out and are being really vulnerable in ways that are probably not, like they should kind of process that stuff inside first and then share what they learned versus just always, you know, but, and I think sometimes people feel like this pressure to put it out there because that's what being authentic means. But yeah, I think like there's just, I mean, I could talk for a long time about the ups and downs and the nuances of all that, but you want to be authentic and you want to say things that are real, true, and they are meaningful to you because that will attract people who feel really connected to that and repel people who don't really feel connected to that. But you also don't want to just be sort of, yeah, like throwing up all your emotions all over. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Or just like being really, I call it like processed versus unprocessed, like Mm. stuff that you really don't understand the full meaning of, I think is stuff that you should think about privately first. And then when you have a little bit of distance, again, it goes back to like, why do people need to hear this? Like I always try to share something that I think will help somebody else or I don't always share like how to or, oh, I figured it all out. But like if I haven't figured it all out, but I have a little bit of distance and I share that, I get a lot of feedback like, oh yeah, I struggle with that too. You know, but it's not, yeah. So there's like a weird line, but it's not like how I would really process it with like my best friend or my husband, you know? Yeah. It's a different level of intimacy or sharing. Right. Okay. Yes. Anyway, sorry. I took (laughs) us off the path. So yeah, that's the main way I would do the mini course. And as far as like I said, how to choose a topic, like go listen. This is for everything with copywriting. Like if you're sitting there going like, oh, in front of a blank page, then you haven't talked to enough people yet. Mm -hmm. It's not like writing an essay or something. You're kind of putting together, you're kind of curating all the different ways that the actual customers and potential customers are talking about their problem. That's what we did with you, right? How were people struggling with social media or how were people struggling with marketing themselves and your audience in particular? Yeah. We didn't just sit there and interview you. Right. (laughs) Because it's nice to know you, you know, how you struggle with it, but you're not selling to you. You're selling to them. So yeah, it was interesting too, because I don't know, like, I think there are so many different freebies, like we could have created, like, for example, we could have done like a content calendar. Here's 30 post ideas for the next 30 days. But like that didn't really solve the biggest burning issue for my people was like, I'm overthinking this. This feels stressful. I'm making it really stressful. And therefore, I'm avoiding it and or my posts kind of suck because I'm overthinking them. And so, yeah, I think like exactly what you're saying, you really, really have to get to know that customer because there are any number of like social media resources like we could have created, but they really wouldn't have gotten to the heart, like at the emotional, psychological level, why is social media hard for my people, Right. you know? So, yeah. And I mean, I think that's true again, because I know you work with moms who have all different types of businesses, whether they help infants or they do healthy eating or like for any of those niches, 
what is going on at the emotional, psychological level that is keeping your people from taking action and getting results? Right. Another thing I thought about with the mini course is if they do the thing and get the result, so like feel like they can do their posts faster and with less like stress and angst, then they're ready Hmm. to hear about your offer. So that was something I really kept in mind too. And something that works really well with other clients I've worked with is like, I heard this from Michelle Warner, actually, people should look her up. She's like a business strategist, but you want to think about what do they have to believe about you, right? That you're trustworthy. You're not a Nigerian prince, right? (laughs) What do they have to believe about the product that it works in these specific ways? It helps solve this problem. But then third, what do they have to believe about themselves? Like they have to believe they can do something about the problem and the freebie, you know, for the people that actually follow the mini course and did the steps, they can see, oh, I, I actually can do something about this. And that works really well. You know, like you see a lot of like people who try to help you get organized around your time or, you know, save more time or just feel like you're kind of more on top of things. A lot of times their freebies will get you that first step of the way, like from complete chaos to sort of like, oh, I actually can see patterns in my day. You know, I can see that like the mornings are really the red zone and like those are like the most messed up, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually not messed whatever, you know, then they see like, it's not just like a big black hole where I'm just like, I'm just not organized. It's just like they see, oh, my hotspots are like the mornings and the evenings. The mornings and the evenings are still terrible and chaotic, but now at least I know I'm not a mess like, you know, 14 hours a day. It's just those spots. Then you could sell them something that helps them get those spots organized. But it's like that first step where they have to believe, they have to kind of get their arms around, oh yeah, you know, I see this problem. I get what it is. And I think I can do something about it. Right. That's so true. I mean, there are so many people out there that honestly, they don't think they can change or they don't think that their problem is fixable or yeah, that they have what it takes to to fix it. So yeah, that person is not going to be a customer until you get past that hurdle for them. For sure. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't going to be customers. Like, (laughs) you know, they're just, yeah, people have to have like a glimmer of hope, but they need something to grab onto. So that's sort of what you're throwing them. Yes. So, okay, here's my temptation. And I would guess a lot of my listeners have this temptation, which is, and we kind of touched on it at the beginning, but that is like, I want to show that I can help you so much and give you so much value that I tend to put way too much into my freebies. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you first showed me the mini course that, you know, the three email lessons, I was kind of like, oh, okay, like this is really good, but it also was like simpler Mm -hmm. than I thought it was going to be. And that is like the beauty of it because it's not overwhelming. It's not information overload. It's really helpful. People see results, but I really struggle with getting to that place with my free content. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really the battle we're fighting. I mean, like even since I got into this, because I've been, I've had an online business for four years. And when I got into it, it already seemed like, you know, we were at peak internet because it was like 2015. And so there was just so much stuff online, right? We already had (laughs) YouTube and we already had all the things that, you know, we still have now, but they're even more. I think it's really easy to overwhelm somebody. Like when they have like a flicker of curiosity, when they see like, say the landing page, for your opt-in or the pop-up for your opt-in and they are even deciding whether or not to sign up for it, 
you are really like you're at that campfire just with that one spark and you have your hands cupped around it from the wind and the kids and anything. And, and that's really like kind of what you're, that's what I think. I mean, I don't want to make it sound so stressful, but like they are being inundated and like those sparks go out really quick. Like you said, they can just go on to the next thing. So I see it all the time still. And with really seasoned entrepreneurs and people I even admire where they're offering too much content. They're just too much to sift through. And we can't do it because people will just leave. They just can't. It's too much. They don't care. Like they don't care about you yet. And so, yeah, I guess to answer your question, that's what motivates me to really pare it down. When I'm working with a client like you, I have the full, first of all, I fully trust that they could write a books about this. They're so knowledgeable and they really know how to do, how to teach and, and what they're doing and what they're selling. But people aren't trying to buy books and books <laughs> because they already have access to free books and books worth of content. They want to trust you and they want to really feel like you offer a solution that they can actually if they're buying something like from you, which is a do-it-yourself, right? They can't hire somebody to do it for them. A do-it-yourself version. They really want to feel like I can do this. I can follow along with this and I can get to the end. And they're not going to feel that way if they can't even get through your freebie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big problem with eBooks is if you put together a whole book and it's like a really traditional book, then what you're saying to the potential customer is you can't really even take the next step with me until you read this whole book. Well, who's going to read the whole book? Nobody. So <laughs> nobody. So I don't know if it's a reference book or if it's full of like examples and it's really easy to get through. That's one thing. But yeah, I think that's why you see a real drop off in free ebooks too, actually, because there's a big barrier there. That's so true. I heard you say like, you know, it's really hard for me to pare it down, but you know, that's why this is what I teach in my course. And when people work with me, like I'm very committed to getting it into one idea. And I believe me, I have so much problem with this myself, but I can do it for clients much more easily, but we want to get it really, really bare bones because I don't want you to lose people. And it's like the stakes are high, you know, especially when you're just starting to build your list and like you're only getting a few new opt-ins a week. Not that, you know, whatever people come and go. I don't want people to think that like, oh, well, I have to treat each of these like a diamond, but you do want to try to do things that'll make them stick around. Yes, definitely. <laughs> that makes sense. So Maggie, you mentioned earlier that you want to get to that place with your subscribers where, and of course, this is the holy grail, but where they look forward to your emails. And I have to say that I look forward to your emails that you send. Thank you. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure I read just about every single one unless it's a crazy week. But yeah, I love them. I'm always like, ooh, a Nemo for Maggie. So talk to me about how to do that. If someone is like, okay, I feel like I stink at emailing. I don't know what to say. My list isn't currently responding. How do they get there? Sure. Yeah. So I really developed my business in response to this idea that you're supposed to be building your list and you need to add people to your list and get people on your list. And a lot of people did that. A lot of solo entrepreneurs did that. And then they didn't have any follow-up about what to do after that. So you got a big, you signed up for a convert kit, you know, you came up with a cool opt-in and people started to opt-in, right? And you maybe wrote a welcome email and an email that maybe you did this, right? That you, you wrote an automation where they get a drip, you know, welcome to my list and I am Susie Q and then that, you know, and then what? And then maybe you're sending them a weekly newsletter or maybe you're not. 
maybe you're sending them a newsletter because you want to do a launch. And so you start doing your newsletter and then you do the launch and then you're exhausted. And so all that, like, I just saw all that going on as a result of this online guru advice to build your list. It was like, nobody knew really what to do after that. And so I finally like ate my own dog food, took my own advice, whatever you want to say, and started listening to what were people saying they were struggling with in terms of email. And I just heard over and over, I don't know what to say to them. Or a lot of times I heard, I don't want to bother them. I get so much email. I get so much promo email and I'm too lazy to unsubscribe to it. So, and I just get dozens a day and I just don't want to be another one in that pile. And I get that, right? Like that's, I don't want you to be that either, you know? So when I started working with clients on this stuff, started experimenting with, well, what can we do about that? Because people's knee-jerk response is, I just won't do email. Like I, I don't need it. It's annoying. And like everybody gets annoyed when I send it anyway. And I feel like that is a mistake because email is, that's the way to reach the people who care about you the most. So you can be on social media, you can be on Instagram all day. Instagram is still a newsfeed that is controlled by an algorithm that Facebook built. And we all saw what happened to Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> the pages and at first, you know, when you had good reach and then they just took it away, right? And so the same thing is going to happen with Instagram if it's not happened to you already. But anyway, and so that's one reason. Another reason is just because even if you do maintain your popularity on Instagram, it's just a feed. It's just people are looking at, you know, they might see you, they might not. But if someone subscribed to your email and you're doing a good job, you'll end up in their inbox, right? And like what you said about me is you notice my name. You Obviously, you know me personally, so it's a bit of an exception, but <laughs> you know who I am just from my name, right? So then I don't have to do things like have goofy subject lines with a million exclamation points because most of the people on my list really they just know who I am. They always know what they're going to get, basically, like the type of email they're going to get. Anyway, it's all that aside. Let me go back to what I was saying. So I was hearing from people, I don't know what to write or I don't want to bother people. I hate getting email myself. So from that, I created my freebie, which is a PDF actually, not an e-course, but it's Revive Your Dead List is my free opt-in. And that just basically teaches you how to reconnect with your list if you haven't emailed them for a long time because you don't know what to say or you think you're not supposed to email them because you're going to bother them. So that was my process to create that. First of all, everyone go grab Maggie's freebie because this is where she's going to show you how to revive that dead list. So that link is bit.ly forward slash revive dash your dash list. So bit.ly forward slash revive your list, but with dashes in between. So grab that because here's what I know is going to be a result of your freebie, Maggie, because I saw it when you created the mini course for me, which is people are going to feel like I can do this. <laughs> I can email my list now and like have cool things to say and not feel awkward about it anymore. Yay. So yeah, <laughs> as soon as you started talking about that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's basically like the same, it's like the same way you helped me take my potential social media customers for that mini class. And you said, okay, they're just not posting, right? They're stressed out and they're overthinking it. Let me help them get that quick win. And it is. Yeah. Start posting. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing I'll say about why I created this freebie is I want to find people who feel 
well that just for your listeners like to learn like how to kind of think about these opt-in ideas is like I really want you know people that I want to eventually buy from me this is how I want them to feel like at first like I want to find those people that feel oh no no not email emails like mm, I I used to do it and then I stopped and I don't I just you know that's exactly who I'm looking <laughs> for so I've tried and I'm continuing all the time to change the headline on it to change the description of it to find those people that really feel that way because that's exactly who I'm looking for. So yeah, think about when you're designing the opt-in offer or the free course, whatever it is, to pick something that will attract like people that you really, you want those people to sort of like, they're like looking around and they just stop when they see your thing. They're like, yes, that's my problem. Love it. Well, Maggie, I have learned so much from chatting with you and of course, watching you create an awesome email mini course for my own business. And thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to come teach me and my listeners more about email marketing. As we wrap up, I ask all my guests this question. <laughs> Do you have either a funny or an adorable mom moment to share? Mm, yes. Let's see. I have a four-year-old and a almost five-year-old and almost two-year-old. So there's so many men. Yesterday, they, so that for the summer, they're going to be in the same preschool. They're doing summer camp together, different classrooms, obviously. But yesterday was my youngest, his first day at the new school. And my older one, AJ, was really like big brothering the <laughs> heck out of him. And he's usually does not play that role. He never wanted a little brother and he never, he never helps out his little brother. <laughs> but yesterday he was, he insisted on walking his little brother to his classroom and his little brother started crying and he was like, it's okay. And they were playing with the puzzles in his new classroom. And he was just really being a good I mean, I love seeing it from the heart instead of yeah. like feeling like, you know, me going like, be a good big, big brother. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he actually was coming from the heart that he was really like worried about Morgan's first day at new school and wanted him to feel like welcomed. And that was very, it was very adorable. That is, that's really sweet. I know. Thanks. <laughs> Such a mom win. Those are the moments where you're like, okay, I'm doing a good job here. My children are kind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think everything's random because I never. <laughs> take credit for anything they do or don't do. But um, but yeah, I mean, I do think that it's been nice to see their relationship because AJ had such a hard time. I just want to give a shout out to any moms out there who either thought that having, you know, that their older one was going to love having a sibling or just are hearing it. Like when neighbors and strangers and stuff go like, oh, how nice, you know, little brothers. And I'm like, it's not nice. They're, they are always like hitting each other and mean. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm not even sure if they like each other. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out because that's, you know. I think that's just natural and it happens a lot more than people talk about. And apparently they do love each other, I think. so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, though, that you said that, though. And you're so great at just being an encouragement to other moms of not acting like you've got it all together. You're an amazing mom, but like, you know what I mean? You share, OK, here's this tough thing going on. And so you're not alone. Absolutely. And, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's my big, we didn't talk about this, but I'll give a plug to my larger, a plug, so to speak, to my larger mission in life, which is, you know, I've been a mom for almost five years. And one thing I've noticed is there's just a lot of isolation and a lot of moms feeling like, you know, they're doing something wrong because they don't quote unquote have it all together or everything's not perfect. And I'm just seeing this over and over. And the way that like, I've actually, like, I see people kind of overcome this is 
a lot through online communities of moms. And so, yeah, that's what's really helped me. And I'm glad that there's like spaces online to talk about the not perfect stuff and to talk about like the doubts and the fears because that's what's really helped me go from someone who thought that I was messing up my child every time I didn't, you know, cut up his food or something to like a much more relaxed and realistic (laughs) mom who, you know, at the bottom, I think like I take care of myself because I deserve to take care of myself. But also I think in taking care of myself, they get a better version of me, like a version that's rested and can actually deal with their strong emotions. So anyway, that's a ramble. But yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. I love that. I think you're so right. I think uh, we first time moms, like, man, I just think we're so, our expectations are like through the roof before we become moms, I think for a lot of us. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then it's all like blown to pieces. And then you kind of have to like rebuild and figure out like what's the new normal. And yeah, like you said, to figure out that it's okay. It doesn't all have to be perfect. There is no super mom. Like, yeah. I can do this. I can find my own kind of motherhood path and make it happen. Yeah. And really, it's such a parallel with business. It's like at first, when I started my business, I was just like, well, what does Amy Porterfield do? And I'll just do what she does. Well, that doesn't work. It's (laughs) got to be you. And that's the way like perfect mom kind of dies Mm -hmm. too. It's like, well, maybe perfect mom would do this, but I'm Maggie. I'm not perfect mom. And And I have to like balance all kinds of different things. And for me too, you know, I think still a big taboo for moms, which I could do a whole nother episode on. (laughs) You deserve time. You deserve like time and space just for you because you deserve it. Not just because it makes you a better mom, right? but because you're a person who deserves those things. And you (laughs) don't stop being a person just because you have kids who are super needy and you're sacrificing a lot. You're still a person. So those are all the shifts that I've gone through. And my business, I've been in business for four years, been a mom for five years. So those things have been running in parallel, kind of learning how to do both things my own way instead of trying to copy somebody else that I think is doing it right. Right. (laughs) I love that. You're so great at just opening up that space for having conversation around those things, which I love. Thank you so much. Sure. And that brings me to my last point, which, and I hope you'll share your Instagram account as well, because you have great conversations over there. But I did want to just have you say like, where's the best place for everyone to find you online, to connect with you, all of that good stuff. Sure. So they're both Maggie Frank Shoe. It's M-A-G-G-I-E-F-R-A-N-K and then H-S-U. It's a Taiwanese name. So MaggieFrankShoe.com and my Instagram is at MaggieFrankShoe. If you follow me because you heard me on here, please DM me. I'll definitely DM you back because that's my favorite is to know how people know about me. And yeah, otherwise, if you just follow me, I won't know. I'll just won't know why you know me. So that's cool. Yeah, those are the best places. You can Google my name and find all my stuff like LinkedIn and all that as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maggie. Thanks. I had so much fun. Thank you so much. 